With working women, how many things are you expected to do on a daily basis? It's impossible to do it all, yet we're asked to each day. Listen to hear how one high-wire woman, Rosanna Berardi, stays on the high wire while managing a busy law firm, a consulting business, teaching at a law school, parenting her 14-year-old son, and maintaining a happy and healthy marriage. Let Rosanna show you how to make sense of your life and stay on that high wire. Hello, high wire women. Today, I have a really special guest, Michelle Olivier. She's going to talk to us about all things employment and how we are going to be employed under our quote unquote new normal, which I hate that term. So welcome, Michelle, to High Wire Woman. Hi, good morning. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. So tell me the one minute story of your life. And I know one minute is ridiculous, but sometimes I ask guests to tell me the story of their life and it's 20 minutes. So it's my veiled attempt of saying, tell us a short and sweet story. So the one minute story of my life is that I've been in HR literally before I graduated from college. I was already in HR. I moved abroad and went from HR into recruitment and talent acquisition. And then in that space, I then kind of zigged a little bit to designing assessment centers and courses to help the long-term unemployed get back into work, which is where I became a qualified career coach, et cetera. I then focus more on the employer side of things because I think that's where you can make the biggest change mm-hmm. because job seekers don't have a lot of agency. And then I came to this country or came home to this country and I was director of talent acquisition for the YMCA. And then I got pregnant and went, nope, 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 nope. <laughs> and here I am as an entrepreneur doing both helping organizations and job seekers. Very good. Very good. Excellent. Where did you go abroad? Uh, My husband is British. Ah, And so I spent 10 years in England. I've done my time though. 10 years. Wow. That's a long time. I mean, you're the lawyer. That's definitely like a felony sentence, right? Like, I (laughs) mean, it is, it's harsh, harsh. Did you, did you like it? I mean, no, 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 not at all. I love the people. Like I have amazing friends in the UK and there are some things about the European system from an HR perspective that I really respect. So I love the fact that in the UK and Europe, and in fact, most of the rest of the world, you get a contract for employment that outlines everything, where you work, what your hours are. So there's no ambiguity. There's no like, and, and now, especially coming from Texas and returning to Texas, which is basically the wild west of employment. I really miss that because that contract gives everybody so much stability. It's so transparent and it also gives a lot of protections. So I love those things about it. I, I have really bad seasonal affective disorder mm. and Texas has 300 days a year of sunshine yes. and England has 300 days a year of gray. Yeah. So that's actually what I don't like about England is really yeah, that. Sure. And the housing prices mean that, you know, we lived in a postage stamp. Oh, <laughs> so expensive. I mean, yeah. so, so expensive. And It's funny because as an immigration lawyer, we represent a lot of Canadians and Canadian companies. And, you know, Canada has a very traditional employment system where people get employment contracts and, you know, severance packages. And when we tell them about the United States, they're like, what? What do you mean employee at will? Like, I don't have to give them a a reason or a severance package. I'm like, nope. My husband had multiple panic attacks when we first came over because anytime he had a a confrontational 
conversation, right? If he had an unpopular idea or whatever, even at a very, very senior level that he's at, he was like, oh my God, are they going to come in tomorrow and fire me? And then we're not going to be able to pay our rent this month. And I'm like, I mean, they could, but probably not at your level. But like he, it was so for him Mm -hmm. difficult to get his head around the fact that there is zero protection. And watching the difference in the dynamic somewhere where people have that, like they know that they can have a bad day and say something that they really probably shouldn't have (laughs) and still have a job tomorrow. Like the way that that changes your engagement and dynamic with your employees is amazing. So yeah, I, that part, I think we should think about it bringing over. (laughs) (laughs) So tell us about your current work. I mean, things must have been insane for 2020. Tell us what you're doing, how the pandemic's changed it. Tell me more about that. So I think things have been insane for everybody in 2020. One of the things that has been hardest for me, I do what I do because I want to change the world. And I hope that along the way, I managed to feed my kids (laughs) with my fees. But 2020 hit everybody and it hit them hard and they weren't seeing it. Like you couldn't see it coming. Like it's not, there's nothing you could have done to prepare for that. And it hit hardest the people that were already closest to the edge. And I have so many people who desperately need my help or somebody like me, like I make Mm -hmm. it sound like I'm the only martyr out there, but somebody like me who knows what they're doing and can help guide them into having Mm -hmm. a decent resume, et cetera, et cetera. And they don't have the financial ability to pay for the services. And it breaks my heart every single time. So I wind up being like, well, I can't write your resume, but, and then like moving the needle further and further. So, which meant that, you know, it's just really hard because I think, and you must feel the same, that when you're in a business that affects people's life at such a profound level, Mm -hmm. It is so hard when you have to say to somebody that you're, you know, really needs your services that I can't do this for free because my children also need to eat. Right. Yeah. It's a fine line. It really is. I struggle with it often. Yeah. For sure. And so I would say that was probably the biggest challenge about 2020 was the level of need and the level of people who had the need and not the means. And it, to me, it really highlighted the disparities in the system because people, my clients get jobs. My clients have gotten jobs throughout 2020 mm-hmm. because my clients were able to afford somebody like me to write an amazing resume for them, craft it exactly the way recruiters like to see resumes and to then prep them for interview. Like my clients have an 85% success rate at interview. Wow. But that's such a socioeconomic disparity, right? Because not everybody can afford me or people like me. Mm -hmm. And so it just really, really highlights those things within the system that are completely unbalanced and unfair from my perspective. But my guess is you probably want to know more about why they have 85% success rate and why the people get jobs. So the unemployment rate's high, right? Like we went Mm -hmm. from like 2% unemployment to like 14%, 15%, which doesn't sound high, but in a country of 330 million people, like 15% of Americans unemployed is very high. That's a lot of people. So I know, you know, things are coming back, but obviously you still have a business uh, helping people get jobs and it sounds like they're successful at it. So 
where did like the paradigm shift? So the unemployment rates higher, but people are still hiring. And, and just tell us a little bit about people looking for work and how that all went in, sure. in 2020 and even now. So I think one of the things to keep in mind is that the bulk of the people who were hardest hit and make up that percentile differential come from the service industry, the yeah. travel agent uh, industry, and those kind of face-to-face and the restauranting business, right? So those are the industries that were the hardest hit. When sure. I have a client that comes to me and they're an accountant, those staggering numbers of 14 million unemployed Americans, sure. there's not a big percentage of those that are qualified accountants. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like you yeah. haven't changed. And because even when in, in times of almost maximum employment, you still have people who are looking to make a change or find a different job or what have you. So there's always competition in the market. So actually for people not in those industries, hospitality, tourism, mm-hmm. service, et cetera, in terms of like the volume of applicants and all that, it hasn't really changed that much. Like we're talking about recruiters I've talked to have seen maybe a 10% increase ah, in applications, but it's not like the overwhelming tide that people think it is. So it's really the same pool you've always been competing against, but now you have the additional emotional component mm-hmm. of the anxiety and, and all of that. It's not any more or less important to be competitive today than it was in 2019 or will be in 2025. Sure. Right. So let's talk about women. My podcast is High Wire Women. Yes. I pick that name because I feel like I'm a high wire woman. I'm always on that high wire trying not to succumb to my death. Yep. <laughs> I feel you. Because I have a business. I have a kid. I have a household. I have to cook dinner. We have Preach. to eat. And I feel like we're always on that high wire like, oh, dear God, how mm-hmm. am I going to do this? So women looking for jobs. I mean, God, if I read one more article about how many women have left the workforce in 2020 because of the pandemic. Every time I read one, I'm like, oh my God, this is just, this is awful. Like, Mm -hmm. tell me about women looking for jobs. What do we do to shoot ourselves in the foot? Like, tell us about what mindset. So I think the biggest issue is that because so much of what we do is what we refer, you hear about a lot is invisible work, right? Yes. I keep the house clean. I made sure the kids were wearing underwear when they went to school, <laughs> like all of that sort of stuff. Like, but you don't get credit for that None. in the emotional bank of your household. Right. Most of what we do, it doesn't get any kind of quantification. And so when we are looking for work, all of those duties are still there. We are still working a full-time job in all of that capacity. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, we are looking for a new way to get remunerated for some percentage of our efforts during the course of the day. And so one of the things that I really have to coach my, my women clients on is you have to sit down with your partner. And if you don't have a partner with your self and your social network of support and say, looking for work is a full-time job here are the things that I have to achieve. And we need to treat this the same way as going to a remunerated position. Mm -hmm. And here's what that support is going to look like. I'm not going to cook dinner five nights a week. 
may I suggest you learn the fine art of a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Bowl right? of cereal, baby. <laughs> Absolutely. I had a migraine the other day and I told my husband, I'm like, dinner's on you. He was like, I don't know. What am I going to do? I'm like, learn to make a grilled cheese. Yeah. Bye. Right. <laughs> yeah. Bread, I had cheese, too butter. much to talk about this friend. Yes. Got it. And I think that's the biggest thing for women is that it's so easy, especially with kids being homeschooled right now for so many folks and all the rest of it to get distracted by the other things that are already our job Mm -hmm. and not give ourselves the time and space that we need to focus on applying for work. So I tell my clients that you need to anticipate that six hours a day, Monday through Friday, you are job searching and they get a schedule for exactly what that looks like. And you know, if you're not going to hire me to do it, great, do it yourself, but have right. a set schedule that from this time to this time, I am not available. Mm-hmm. And I know I can't go to lunch and no, I can't just run to the grocery store and no, I can't whatever, because these are the times that I'm available. And then as you get further in your job search and you start doing things like scheduling interviews, et cetera, those when they say, well, when is a good time? Something people always feel awkward about is the whole I mean, every time, because I don't have a job. (laughs) But if you have that schedule, you can say, oh, well, actually, could you do between on Wednesday between this time and that time? Because that's part of your designated, I have everything clear time. So lets them feel a little bit less Mm back-footed that way. But it also helps them, like I said, ask for a specific kind of support as opposed to, what I normally do, which is wait till I feel overwhelmed and then cry yes. <laughs> that I don't have the support that I need yes. yep. and watch my husband go, I don't know what support looks like right now. Like, what? So, why are you crying? What? what? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I know. I mean, women tend to do that, right? Like we're our own worst enemies. Like it builds, it builds, it builds. And then finally you're like, I can't do this one more day. And, and your partner's like, do what? What are you talking about? about? Right. What are you talking about? Yeah. So one of the great pieces of advice I got actually from my therapist was she she was like, you and your husband are both business leaders. So sit down and look at the business of your household. Yeah. And divide it up. And she's like, and just she's like, and then as a manager, your philosophy is to hire smart people and let them do their job. Right. And I was like, yes, I tell this to people all the time. So so quit micromanaging him. So we did. We like, he has his things. He is the king of laundry. I do not micromanage the laundry situation. If we get to a moment where either me or the children do not have clean underwear, then we have a performance (laughs) review. Uh, That's good. That's good. (laughs) But up until that moment, you know what? His job is to make sure that we all have clean clothes. And as long as we have done that, the rest is for me to let him do. And so like, I'm trying to be better and that has helped mm-hmm. me, but you're right. Like we, as women, we're not good at asking for help. We've been told our whole lives we're supposed to do everything. Yeah. I was raised by hippies and my mom was like one of the original like bra burning fem- feminists marching on the Texas state Capitol. She will give you a litany of reasons why she's a better <laughs> feminist than the rest of us. <laughs> You know, and and that's great, but it came with this huge amount of pressure as well that Mm -hmm. like I have to be able to be a mom and be a full-time business leader, all of these things, and I'm not supposed to ask for help in any of it. Yeah, and 
you know, one of the premises of High Wire Woman is stop being a martyr, put your busy badge mm-hmm. away. Like, I'm so busy, I'm busy, I'm busy. And delegate it, man. There are people that do grocery shopping, laundry. Like, why are we doing all this? Like, there's no yep. prize at the end when you're on your deathbed. Like, you did your family's laundry. Congratulations. No, no, absolutely not. There's no prize. Absolutely. And I think in my space, I have to tell people that a lot as well. There's a lot of people who come into it like, of course, I know how to write a resume. I'm a grown up. I've had a job for 20 years. The hell you do. Right. Just because you are really great at your job doesn't mean that you're great at my job. Like, I understand how to do that at a different level. It's sure. okay to hire specialists. Absolutely. And it's okay to hire specialists for all kinds of things in your life. And it doesn't make you bad and it doesn't make you less than and it doesn't make you stupid. It makes you really smart and more competitive because again, I can promise you that the people who do hire people like me have an advantage over you because they are using a wealth of experience and knowledge that you can't have. And yeah, you can Google what I do, but how about I Google what you do and then we can, uh, right? Like, how about that? I'll Google immigration law and then you and I (laughs) can both write a brief and see who comes out ahead. Yeah, for sure. And I always say it's spending money to go faster, right? Like Mm -hmm. I know what I do really well and I know what I don't do really well. And I'm going to hire people that are experts because I don't want to waste in in your industry. You're going to waste six months looking for a job because you didn't want to spend money to hire a professional to help you do that. So preach, like I get it, but it's, that's a hard sell to women. It's a hard sell because people You know, I get the big eye roll and of course you'd hire someone to do that. Yeah. How bougie. Yeah. Of course. That's why I have two jobs and a kid and I can travel and get my nails done. And because I hire people to do crap for me and I'm not ashamed to say that I'm not, I am like, yes, go me. You know, I think that anything you do that makes you stronger, faster, better, more competitive you should celebrate yourself for doing that rather yeah. than beating yourself up. Nobody is good at everything. Nobody. Right, for sure, for sure. And so I think, you know, you have to acknowledge that, find trusted hands. Like you don't go to the cheapest place to do your nails. You go to the best place, right? right? Yep. And sure. price factors, but it's about quality. And mm-hmm. I think that that's, that kind of carries over for everything else as well. So yeah. One of my biggest champions is a client right now. She's adorable. She had been out of work for 10 months and they were literally at a place where she was like, we were about to lose our house because they were living on food stamps. Like, and she's normally a very comfortable six figures Mm -hmm. kind of person. And she was like, it had been 10 months and I had nothing. And she came to me in like a moment of desperation. And I was like, well, that's because you have a hot garbage resume. I mean, we can start by fixing that. And within literally a week of me fixing her resume, she had interviews lined up with all of like the who's who, like she was suddenly interviewing with Twitter and Google and like all the places you would want to, because she's in the tech space. So, Mm -hmm. and um, she's like, I just really kick myself because I saw this price tag for how much it costs. And I thought, oh my God, that's so much money. I can totally do it myself. She was like, but the amount that it, cost me and my family going through 
that level of, of financial agony for 10 months. She's like, and I'm so, she's like, I'm going to spend the next two years trying to recoup my savings mm-hmm. because I got my panties in a wad over 450 bucks. Like, right. right. She's yeah. like, if I had known then. <laughs> so she's, but yeah, so I, I think that kind of really speaks to your point. And she is mm-hmm. absolutely, she's an evangelist. She's very sweet. But like every time I turn around, she's like, you should pay her all your money. And I'm like, come on. I'm glad you're happy. <laughs> Good stuff. Good stuff. So you have, Michelle, you have a two-year-old and a four-year-old and your own business. So that's like having 10 children. So not easy. Like, what's your one thing that you can't live without? Like, what is the non-negotiable? For me, it's Instacart. I refuse to go into a grocery store and buy groceries. I just, I won't do it. What's yours? I would say it's a combination of Amazon and our big grocery store chain in Texas is H-E-B. I know they got a lot of press with our, our frost a little while back. They do curbside and they are amazing. So I'd say H-E-B curbside and Amazon are, I, I don't know what I would do right without them. The children destroyed their shower curtain in their bathroom last night. Amazon is delivering a replacement shower curtain this afternoon. (laughs) Right. I can't even imagine. Right. And just think about that. I mean, like five years ago, like you'd have to go to the store this weekend. You have to go to Target or Walmart and look at the shower curtains and they may not have the one you wanted and you'd have to take the kids and it would be awful. And now just click, click, click. It's on your porch. Amen. Right. Yep. Absolutely. My husband and I were joking about it the other day that like generationally, like our parents, well, his parents, my parents were never this organized, but his parents always had like five of everything so that if the shower curtain broke, that was fine. (laughs) They had another shower curtain on backup, right? For exactly that reason. Whereas now we don't because we have Amazon. Right. Exactly. (laughs) We're just like, oh, broken shower curtain. Okay. I'll be here tomorrow. Yeah. No, it's amazing and the curbside pickup of groceries i mean i've been arguing with people for like years about you were like why should i pay someone when i can do it i'm like well just because you could do it doesn't mean you should and like why would you spend your time doing that when someone else could do it for you right so it's so interesting you said that i actually did a linkedin post last week that was literally just because you can doesn't mean you should that was talking about the governor of Texas deciding to open the state up, but it mm. went like completely viral. Like it was top wow. 1% of LinkedIn posts, blah, blah, blah. Everybody had something to say. I'm sure this idea of just because you can does not mean you should. You should. Yep, for sure. That, that could be a really good tattoo on most women's arm, I think, as a reminder. That's there what I'm go. advocating for, national tattoos. <laughs> so Michelle, this has been fascinating. Tell us more about how people can find you, what you're working on. Give us some info on you so we can continue to follow you. Sure. So I try to be kind of everywhere and easily found. Uh, I find that that's good business in general. So my company has a website, ONH Consulting. I'm sure it'll be in the show notes. Yep. But I also have my own podcast called Hey, I Want Your Job, where I talk to people in the kinds of aspirational jobs and then also HR recruitment people that are the gatekeepers to those and get tips, hints, and advice on how to get into those roles for people as well. So check me out on any of those places. 
Yeah, and we'll have all of those links in the show notes. So thank you so much. I'm really happy you're here. I know that you will help us all stay on that high wire. So high wire woman, Michelle Olivier, check her out in ONH Consulting, and we'll have all the links in the show notes. Until next time, stay on that high wire.